0: shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart
1: you too won't want to miss a bit of the mutiny radio comedy festival from march 2nd through 6th 2016 buy tickets now
2: brought to you by subliminal sf pbr the eagle sf Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. All right, you guys, it's Monday at six o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop. Yay! This feels really weird to me because I usually run it from the booth, but today we have Trina running the runs and twos. Everybody clap it up for Trina (laughs) learning here on the Joke Workshop. Uh, If you guys have never been here before and you don't know how it goes, we do four minute sets. Uh, When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute left. And then there's going to be four minutes of panel commentary on your jokes or on anything, we've ended up having discussions about racism that have been pretty interesting, after people's <laughs> sets for you know no reason. Uh, but so we always have two spots up here for panel hosts and uh, and panel guests, and come and switch them out. If you have anything to say, you can always go up to that microphone over there, that little yellow, that bulb, uh, that that one over there, that orange thing. That's mic three, talking to that. But uh, listen to people's sets, pay attention. And, um, you don't know, give them good commentary. That's what we do at the Joke Workshop. If you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So nice fluffy brioche compliment, and then the meaty shitty center, and then you just put a little toasted brioche on the bottom, delicious, uh, here at the Joke Workshop. So uh, we're just gonna kick it right off here, you guys. Clap it up for your very first comedian. It's Connor Doherty!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Happy Monday. Uh, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not opposed to it. You know, I drink, I get drunk. I just, my body's not really built for it. Skinny, I take psych meds. Uh, So I can't stay drunk. Like, I get drunk really quickly, and then, like, an hour later, I fall asleep. So I I don't have, like, crazy blackout stories, and I kind of get jealous of my friends, right, because they they 're always doing crazy shit, so I mean I, so i'm you know I drink a little bit, but mostly I just smoke weed, but like i don 't have the like morning after stories where you know you like wake up in a stranger 's bed or like you know you steal some shit. The closest I get is I wake up and open my laptop and i 'm twenty pages deep in the Warren Commission report <laughs> I'm worrying that weed is getting too accessible, too easy to get a hold of, especially in San Francisco, or effectively post-scarcity. I'm worried that the kids, you know, my hypothetical, probably counterfactual kids are just going to take it for granted. They're just going to think weed grows on trees. (laughs) You know, they're not going to know what it's like to run out. They won't know what a resin hit is. No good. Um, So have you guys ever made the right decision for the wrong reason? Anyone? No? Well, I'm gonna tell you about a time I did that, apparently. Uh, so, this was uh, a few years ago, I was in a relationship that I ended, and so when I look back on it a couple of years later, I, f- I feel like it was the right decision. But at the time, my reasoning, I'm not so sure about. So I, I decided to, to end this relationship uh, after watching the movie Magnolia while coming down on acid So for those of you who've never seen Magnolia, it's kind of like Robert Altman turned up to 11 It's like a bunch of people big ensemble movie with a lot everyone's got emotional baggage uh, It's very stressful. It's long. It's really long when you're on acid um, and so you know, when I look back on it now, when I have a little separation from it, I feel okay about the decision. Like, you know, I'm glad for the relationship that we had, but we're different people and like we both needed to move on. And so that is like, that's valid reasoning, I think. My reasoning at the time was more like, everybody dies, vulnerability only leads to pain, and, uh, frogs can fall from the sky at any moment. I think you guys haven't seen Magnolia.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's okay. You guys should watch it. It's pretty good. Oh, what are, what are my other new things? Um so you guys you guys know what an aquifer is? It's like an underground lake basically with a lot. uh so the the aquifer in the California Central Valley, where we like most of the country's produce comes from, is actually starting to compress. So we've used so much water that the soil is actually compacting on itself; can't fill it back in. And so a lot of people are talking about the drought, and I've heard a bunch of people saying, "You know, we've got El Nino; we're getting all this rain. That'll end the drought." But the problem is that theory doesn't hold water. And like water is, water is just gonna become a super scarce commodity in the future. Like rich people are just gonna have people carrying around water for them in these vessels, these people will be vessel vassals. <laughs> and like San Francisco, everybody's, you know, they pretend to be so environmentally conscious, but it's just kind of this lifestyle activism, right? It's like less flushing the toilet Shorter showers stuff like that, but really it doesn't matter domestic potable water consumption is near zero compared to industry and agriculture like really it's about meat production, so Instead of the uh, So what I think people should do if you eat meat you should Also, just not flush the toilet when you poop is my claim you should follow the rule if it's yellow Let it mellow if it's brown don't flush while you think about the consequences of your unsustainable diet I'm secretly a militant vegetarian. It's becoming less secret <laughs> the more times I do this bit. <laughs> but I think that's the end. Thanks. Every day you act more like me. Why, why yeah. Every
2: day it just up there. Trina, he stays up there and we give him comments. Yeah, it's a different show. It's okay. It's all good. It's a workshop. Yay, Connor Doherty, yay. You're really, really smart, but I don't know what the Warren Commission is. And I'm old yeah, too, I so I should to, know that.
3: Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, maybe I need to choose a different reference, but, cause that, that's true. So the Warren Commission report is the report on the JFK assassination. Oh. But yeah, I know that people aren't gonna, but that, that's just true. I just woke up and I was like, I had read 20 pages of the Warren Commission report the night before, and I have no idea why. I was high as fuck, like.
5: Well, have you seen All the President's Men?
3: I have not. Watch that. Okay. You have to see that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. That
5: might, yeah, that might make you have a whole new perspective on it. Uh,
2: the other thing was you're really, really, really smart, and all of your jokes are so smart, and I just kept wanting, like, a quicker in. Like, yeah. I like the drugs. Yeah. Maybe maybe more drugs to let me into the smarty pants okay. stuff. Okay. Um,
6: oh, can I, can I just pop over the
7: mic? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, there was a throwaway where you're like talking about how you don't get drunk, and you're like, oh, I'm on all these psych meds, which I was like, wait, I want to, like, it seemed like you could add a couple of jokes about the psych meds that also kind of explain the situation before you go into the alcohol. And I also wasn't quite clear if getting, was it, is it good that you can't get drunk or bad that you can't get drunk? I mean, all it takes are just some follow-up jokes, but I thought all of that stuff was really interesting, and there was just a lot more room to write a few more jokes, even just about what your opinion of it is, because it seemed pretty fun.
8: Hi, Connor. Uh, I can relate to the not um, getting drunk story and not having cool stories, but you say that you know that you fall asleep one hour. You said, like, one hour, so I was like, why doesn't he, like, use 59 minutes to find some weird situation, like find another bed, you know, and just pass out there. You know, you can plan it, you can plan the overnight blackout.
3: <laughs> so, so that's just life advice, that's not <laughs> comedy <laughs> advice, but thank you.
2: Any more comments? I, I don't have a mic, but can you Yeah, we'll get one close
9: to you. Sorry, lazy uh-huh. It's
8: just vampires.
9: Yeah, I was I was just thinking about like like the intellectual parts where you're explaining like like the the whole water situation and things like that. And if you want to make that funny, maybe like I don't know, exaggerate how we use water. Like like make something like you know how they always have those comparisons? Like we use enough water to fill like three bathtubs in one day or something. But like make it into something funny that's like not funny, but you know, like maybe draw a funny comparison
5: and then I just I, I, I'm sorry I missed the beginning of your set I, 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 the show crept up on me even though I've been here for an hour um, but uh, what I want to say was you seem really smart and I think that uh, you should uh, not be afraid of uh, like a little bit of silence when you're setting up your punchlines because you're really layered and you, you have like a you, you have like a really larger point with the, the last three minutes I saw each bit had this like build and uh I think that's good. Like, a lot of people try and jam jokes where they're not, your setup is fine as long as your punchlines are there. So, you know, keep writing that way. I like that. Thanks.
2: Yay! Connor Doherty, yay! All right, well, now you know how the joke workshop works. Yay! Uh... Your next comedian, it's his first time here. You guys are gonna laugh hysterically. He's from the comedy college. Cole Jeffin! Yeah. Yeah. Modern... What's
10: going on, guy who walked in and everyone else? Hello. Is this on? It is? Okay, great. Let's go, uh. Hey, uh, Connor. Uh, you said you wanted uh, cool blackout stories. Uh, you don't. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> I'm You were like, I want to wake up in a stranger's bed. Try waking up in a bed different from the person you went home with last night. That happened to me. It was a weird story. We'll get into it another time. Hey, everybody. Oh, this is how I wanted to start out strong. Just a blistering speed through this. Um, she said my name is Cole Chapman. That's true. I had a few nicknames in high school growing up. Uh, in high school, my nickname was Coleman. Uh, college, it was Cole Coltrane. Uh, now my Oakland neighbors just call me part of the problem. <laughs> Not sticking as far as a uh, nickname goes. Not my favorite, uh, but I get it. Like, look at me. Just, I just walk through Oakland and people just like just stare me down. Like, Ugh. God goddamn it. Like, if I were any more white, I'd be a beet flavored bo- box of tapioca box cup. I flub that. We're gonna move on. If I were any more white, I would. Never mind. You know what? Let's just drop it. Hey, let's move on to the next joke. New stuff. Uh, hey, you guys hear about this Planned Parenthood thing? The videos? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh, people who made those uh, were indicted today. Ooh, what? yeah. falsifying really cool. government documents, boo. That's true. That's true. Uh, the only thing uh, real about those videos uh, were the charges placed on them afterwards. Mmm. I flubbed that one, too. Let's move on to the third one. Hey, guys. My is Cole Chapman. I'm new here. I'm just starting from the beginning of the set. We're starting over. This has been terrible so far, so we're just... <laughs> For his rewinding. Uh, you ever get in like weird text conversations with your friends? Uh, like my friends and I send each other weird like quandaries. Uh, so here's one I'm gonna lay on you. Um, hello. here's an internet quandary. or not an internet quandary, a quandary that my friend sent me the other day. Are you ready for this? Sure. Aliens come to Earth. Okay. Uh, you have one internet video to show them to kind of explain all of humanity? What do you show them? That's always the answer I get. Why do you? What are you people on about? You're gonna doom us immediately. They're gonna be like, "Well, fuck this place," just like to see their reaction. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> just to see the. Are they supposed to be eating the brown stuff? I don't get it. Um, that's not the. That's not the video I would do. Uh, I would do a different video, although not that far from that one. I would do the video. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, there's a uh, a couple walking through the woods, and they see a bear up in a tree. And they're like, oh shit, a bear! Shh, a bear! And then the guy takes out a gun and shoots it out of the tree. <laughs> dead. Uh, and then the couple goes and fucks on the dead bear. Oh, yeah. And the whole time the lady's just sitting there getting drilled on it, like, yeah, shake that bear! It's horrible! It's horrific! And I would show them this video because what have we done as a human species if not just like wander into a new place, see some cool shit, shoot it, and then like fuck on it immediately? Like that's all we've done. From like year zero or whatever. Jesus? I don't know. Whatever. To now. Uh, and if that's not going to explain humanity, at least it'll explain Columbus Day. Hit it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this laugh is killing me. Alright, let's, uh, let's end this uh, coma of a set with something else. Um, you guys uh, know E-40? The rapper? E-40? He's got a new uh, line of 40 uh, ounce malt liquor coming out which seems like it should have been the first thing. He's got, this is like adding to his long list, his long catalog of booze. He started off with Earl Stevens collections because he said he wanted to be classy about his inter- alcohol enterprise. Uh, but if you're a rapper and your catchphrase is, I don't think class is like anywhere on your radar. Uh, if your catchphrase sounds like a retarded cow, just give up on the whole class thing. All right, guys, thanks. I got a laugh out of Ken Suzuki. That's the only one that counts.
2: See you later. Cole Chapman, yay! Stay up there. Stay up there. Yeah, stay up, yeah, you. No, but you, have oh, the, you get to talk hey, man. back too. What's up? Oh,
10: yeah, let me lean uncomfortably on this. There What's up?
2: Comments? For me? No. I
10: want to kill myself. That's my comment.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> why, do you feel, why did you feel so uncomfortable? What did we do to make you feel? Is it because we're all paying attention?
5: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, that's great. I think it's good to shit on yourself when it's not going well. Yeah. You know. No, you have to be realistic. You can't keep going through your set like you're doing a theater <laughs> show. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like there's, a, yeah, like you can't if if you keep selling it so hard and like not acknowledging that you're not having a good time, then it, then it's not. It's, it's funnier. It's funnier to acknowledge. I thought, I thought that was good. That was. Oh, thank you, man. That was. And you're you are. Look at you, you're still leaning. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like you're comfortable on stage. So.
10: This yeah. is
11: my
5: uncomfortable position. Well, still, you oh, look at... Okay. Thank you. You
10: seem confident. I'm asking it well. Yeah, I know you're probably faking it, but you seem confident. Oh, I'm confident. trembling yeah. uncontrollably. But you yeah. s- you're pulling it off. Thank you, man.
2: What was the tapioca joke? I want to oh, hear it because I, uh, I love okay. tapioca. So if you, uh, I do. It's a delicious treat. <laughs>
10: <laughs> I was going to say, if I were any whiter, I'd be a beet-flavored cup of tapioca. A beef-flavored or... Beet. 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 You a know, if you beet? search on Google, uh, white people, like, you type that into Google, the third option that comes up is white people eating beets.
2: Beets. See, beet yeah, is so hard to say. To, yeah. Here's yeah. the problem with the word beet. I'm learning beet. that now. Beet sounds like beef, and it <coughs> also could be meaning, like, beet, like, you got the beet, right? Or we got the beet. So it's flavored. confusing because it's... because. But you're saying beet-flavored, so yeah, but it's... I would pick something more specific that's more I don't I don't I mean I'm what I do like beets but I don't know well, there if you go. quinoa
10: <laughs> quinoa flavored No tapioca
2: that's the same thing kale <laughs> kale <laughs> What are the white foods right now that we've taken kale over Kale for sure isn't <laughs> it Chia seeds <laughs> Well they're not white but it's a flavor tapioca. Yeah you know yeah,
5: I'm, I I'm think, I think if you say it slower maybe keep you Yeah, yeah. TVs.
10: like it was like a 15 minutes prior to the show thing yeah, slow. so not in if there you really
5: it slow it down and it still doesn't work, then. Beat
2: flavor. It's beat. It's hard to hit that <laughs> yeah, I'm not T, gonna, though. Isn't
10: we're dropping it? the beat. We've moved on from beat. Beet,
12: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
10: beet is no longer an option. <laughs> it's kale now. Thank you.
11: Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, cold. if you just say it, uh, beat.
10: <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Hello. Or kombucha.
9: Hmm? Kombucha. That's
10: a good one. Yeah, for sure.
9: Kombucha. <laughs>
2: Kombucha flavored tapioca. That's pretty white. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Oregon. <laughs> do they not have that yet? I don't know.
10: I don't know either. Good.
3: Oregon flavored tapioca.
10: Hey, good. Just weed.
2: Just shit on people from Oregon. That's <laughs> good. We like to yeah, do that. For, <laughs> they well shit on Oregon San Francisco that's the enough. Box I can get on. <laughs> no, we're good. Any other uh, comments for Cole? All right, clap wildly! Yay! Yeah! yeah. I'm just gonna do it from here because it's easier. Your next comedian last week told a great rape story, one of my favorite rape stories, probably my favorite. And in fact, when we replayed your rape story, I ended up telling somebody an accidental almost rape story. It really, it it brought a lot of people together. It really did. So you guys clap your hands wildly. It's Liz Stone.
7: I'm glad you enjoyed my super fun rape story um it is my favorite bit but tomorrow I have a show where my mother my aunt my mother-in-law and three of their friends are coming and I feel like maybe I won't put them through my almost rape story so I have to find something I mean my mom is gonna be disappointed no matter what cuz she's Jewish so that is just how it goes so I'm not that nervous um but I do wanna at least like get some digs in. I feel like having all of the female mothers in my life in the audience is a great time to talk about how I'm not having kids. I feel like this is probably the best way to just really deliver the message, it's not happening. So, um, well, I, I have like a, I'm really into online shopping. I get very hooked into these flash sales and what a flash sale is, is like a, a big sale, but for a short period of time and you get emails about it and they're telling you what's available but there's a countdown for how many are left and how much time you have to buy it. And apparently this just makes me lose my shit. It's like my (laughs) kryptonite. So, you know, the, the sale starts and I'm like, I don't need anything, I don't need anything at all. But then I'll get an email and it's like, there's 20 minutes left to buy and two shoes left. This is your last chance. And I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. And so then a week later, I get like a high heeled sneaker in the mail and I'm like, I don't know why I got this. It's not returnable. My closet is filled with shit I don't wear, which is one thing. But now I'm 38 and that style of thinking is starting to apply to my uterus. So if you're a 38 year old woman and you don't have kids, it's like you're getting a monthly email from God, and God's like, Liz, you have six cycles left. You have four viable eggs. The rest are soaked in vodka from the 90s. This is your last chance, and I'm like, Oh my god we it's my last chance. we gotta have a kid. we gotta have a kid. And my husband's like I'm like, okay, listen, like we're gonna have a baby. Drew's like my husband, he's like, we don't want kids, and I'm like, that is not relevant at a time like this. We are running out of time, and so uh obviously this ends with a baby in a shoebox. I need an ending to that joke is, is actually why I'm here. I, would, I could bu- get on board with a kid if it was returnable and it came with a receipt like but I don't trust what I would give birth to and then have that commitment. So I need a better exchange policy before I pull the goalie. That's just anyway but that and so my mom this weekend when i saw her uh she likes to get drunk and start talking about having kids and then telling me why it's really not worth the trouble which on one hand is very supportive because she's not telling me to have kids on the other hand very insulting um i haven't figured out where i land on that yet but i should launch into that this weekend Um, my mom is Jewish, but she is basically the worst Jew of all time, um, because Christmas is her favorite holiday ever. And she's not just into Christmas, she's like an aggressive evangelist for Christmas. And gets angry that we don't go to Christmas mass with her every year. And I will get a phone call and it's like, Elizabeth, if you just loved your mother, you'd come to Christmas mass. And I'm like, yeah, I think this makes you a Jew for Jesus. And I'm not sure they want you there. And then she's like, don't be so uptight. I'm an LA Jew. And I'm, you guys are laughing like you know what that means. I don't know what that means because as far as I know, LA is not an adjective for someone who doesn't have to follow the rules, right? Like you don't have a doctor who is like, oh, I so we're up after surgery. I'm an L.A. doctor. No worries. Like, that's not even what L.A. means. As far as I can tell, an L.A. Jew is just a woman who's able to get a boob job on Shabbat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, any help for some of this material for my mom tomorrow would be much appreciated. Thanks, guys. Yes. For the oh, the, stand
2: cause the XLR cables a bitch.
1: for the joke about having babies, you could say that it's like your body is having a flash sale on babies, and you really want to get one now for no reason
2: where if your body was having a flash sale it would be like. <laughs> Cause it's like f- you're afraid of the flash. What's the flash that happens when you you get the hot flashes the when you go through the with yeah. the menopause? Cause you only have eight eight eggs left till flash. sale? I don't know. I was trying to. Know.
5: <laughs> I, I thought the the funniest part about that, uh, Joe. Well, first of all, when you got into the mom stuff, it got really strong. I thought that was like the best part of that material. And uh, when you were like the part that you needed help with, as far as uh, I the funniest part in that was the fact when you were like. Uh, your husband said we don't even want kids and you were like that's not relevant <laughs> like that's like the funniest line in that part of it so i would just work around that Got it. like build up with that and like work around it because that's really funny like that you don't like because you, you talk about how you don't want kids during yeah. it you know what yeah. i mean so it, it's a cool build to that
2: okay that's helpful thank you Appreciate yeah. it. And this joke ends with a baby in a shoebox that's great you should i should you should you should like look at everybody and be like this joke ends with a
7: baby in a shoebox, and then just
2: let it go. <laughs> okay, just let, okay. like, because you it, you basically just did that for us, and okay. that was, but if, I mean, you could even sell that. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Okay, also
7: helpful, thank you guys.
11: Pam, did you say hot flash sale? Because that's that's what it would be, your la, your last be would be a hot yeah, flash that's sale. Actually yeah, so. yeah. And uh, I've got that phone call from my mother, but I'm not Jewish, you know, about attending Christmas. It's very relatable. Uh, and I think every once in a while, I just go on a little tangent about some high school moment with your mother where you feel she raised you wrong you know just go into a little rant like oh uh never mind where was i get back to your you know your set
7: my poor mom i'm gonna have to bring smelling salts it's a disaster <laughs> um awesome anything else it was a great set Are there yeah I thought else? Was,
5: the, other day, the last minute or so was really strong
7: cool thanks guys appreciate it Yay, let's go. Yay. Yay.
2: No, and uh, there's some other people that did not sign the list. I don't think. Um, so there's, but there's space left on. Uh, but we'll get we'll get everybody up. It'll all work out. Hey, your next comedian, uh, clap wildly and bring him on up. It's Sange.
6: Uh, I was thinking the other day about how uh, terrorists never bomb ghettos. You know, like if Oakland got like bombed by ISIS. You know, the president just gets on the phone. Uh, hello, it's Obama. You know, uh, can I speak to ISIS? You know, ISIS gets on. Uh, i just like to say, uh, thank you so much for what you did. Uh, and I was wondering, I was hoping, uh, if you could bomb uh, Compton too, you know? I was, w- <laughs> I was watching Pocahontas and it's a really interesting uh, movie. You know, it's a really interesting love story with her and, like, that white dude, like, John Smith or whatever. You know, because, like, uh, she stole his heart and and then he stole her land. And that's how it worked out. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I was wondering, like, the Native American thing with, like, a single tear. You guys know that stereotype? Like, a single tear comes down. Like, that never made sense to me. Because, like, if I was... If what happened to me happened to them, like, I'd be crying a lot harder than that. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't make any sense uh what else do i want to talk about okay uh bad drivers i'm a pretty bad driver uh i take public transportation most places but i do have to drive sometimes and i realize like bad drivers are okay as long as everyone else is a good driver you know like if everyone's a bad driver it just doesn't work which is why like in beijing everyone rides bikes you know (laughs) they have to man uh I was wondering why uh, Asian moms uh, walk around with surgical masks sometimes when they're going on walks. Uh, And I was thinking about it, and I think they might want to subconsciously make their kids want to be doctors. But I don't, I'm not too sure about that. Oh my God. I love how rednecks never complain about like Indians and Asian people stealing their jobs. You know, it wouldn't even make sense. It's like, Ling, you stole my fucking job. You know, I used to work at a meat packing pack plant. And then Ling is just like, dude, I'm a robotic engineer. You know, mm-hmm. I made the robot that stole your job. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, what else do I have to talk about? Oh, I have a teacher called uh, Justin Lavery, Justin Lavery. And uh, I'm in a course on American history. And he made the entire class... Uh, follow him on twitter at the handle uh just slavery at just slavery which basically sums up american history is what the funny what's so funny about that uh when i was a kid i used to think that uh i watched a lot of like movies like boys in the hood and stuff and so i thought that uh black people were really brothers and sisters like they were all just brothers and sisters and uh I don't know if you know that movie, Brother Bear. Do you guys know that film? The, the animated movie. Uh, it's like an animated movie about what you would expect it to be. And uh, when it came out, like, I was so excited to see it. I'm like, Brother Bear. Okay, it's going to be about a black dude named Bear, I guess. And so I go to the theater and I saw what it's really about, which, as you might know, it's, it's about a bear uh, and his brother, who's also a bear. And I watched it and I'm like, Damn, Disney is ridiculously racist. Like, I've never seen this stereotype, but. I mean, it's gonna go just downhill from here, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's getting better. So, thanks so much, guys.
2: Thanks, Noah. Yay! Comments and other people can come, come up, come up. I don't have to sit here. Um. And,
7: just from my own experience, if you leave San Francisco, people are very receptive to any jokes about like race or gender or whatever. In San Francisco, audiences are more uncomfortable laughing at anything like that. And I, But if you couch the jokes in, like I don't know if you're Asian or not, but if you couch it, or if you preface it with the reason that makes people feel okay about laughing at it, I think it'll be helpful in San Francisco mm-hmm. just so that People don't have to feel guilty and they can just sit back and laugh. Um, so I just think whatever the disclaimer is would be helpful in there. And, and if you're not in San Francisco, I don't think it really matters.
6: Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I need to buffer my jokes, but you know, it's hard for me. But <laughs>
12: go ahead. Oh, I was saying you have a, do a really good Obama impression. Uh-huh. Um, I just wanted to n- know your logic behind why Obama wanted Oakland and Compton to get blown up by ISIS.
6: <laughs> uh, there wasn't a whole uh, proper logical th- train of thought there. I have to admit, uh, I, I just wanted to put the impression in there because I'm good at it. But I'll have to, I'll have to come up with something. You're yeah, very it awesome,
12: right Obama. About that. that was really.
2: Thanks. What if, what if, what if it's Obama um, counseling Trump on something, and he's like, "No," and somehow it's been bombed, and he's supposed to talk to. I, like, you can use your Obama voice if he's maybe helping one of the new stupid presidents or something. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I was thinking no, because I mean, like, if you want to get rid of the ghettos, then the only thing you can do is bomb. Get ISIS to bomb them. I mean, I'm not a politician. I'm obviously not a diplomat. But if I if I was voted, if you if you vote me into office, guys, I make some promise. Uh,
13: my uh, my favorite joke you had. Uh, I missed some of it because I was just kidding. Uh, was about uh, bad drivers. You're a bad driver, etc. Like <laughs> and you submarine the shit out of that man. you, you should, That's a good joke, but you just kind of like. Said yeah. even tone the entire time. You didn't take a beat, uh-huh. and when you're just like, uh, you're talking about when you delivered a line. Uh, that's why there's so many bad drivers, in, or that's why the you know people ride a lot of bikes in Beijing, or as you can say anywhere in Asia, because that's the joke. bad yeah. tri- Whatever. Yeah. But you just wait a beat, and you're like oh, that would you know because you just it would just cap it off as like that's a because that's a good you know 15 second, 20 second bit or however long, but you just didn't sell it. You know, you didn't like, you know what I mean? Like you. Uh, Yeah, you're just kind of flat flat through the whole thing and not like using tones and using like pause and all that because otherwise it's a clever joke,
5: you know what I mean? Okay, thanks, man. And then uh, I just wanted to say uh, that with the race stuff, going back to that, it's a lot easier to do when you're doing longer sets. Then you can beat yourself up and have a couple other jokes before that and then like you're seven minutes in and you've been making fun of stuff and you're acting goof, then no one cares, right? You know what I mean? But when it's... When, right you, when you're three minutes in, or it's off the bat, like right away, that's when people I think care a little bit more. And she's definitely right; it's a way bigger deal in San Francisco than it is in most places. Okay. Por- Portland's the worst, but San Francisco yeah, yeah, yeah. is like probably second. I, and I haven't been everywhere, but I think that's basically what people think. Um, but yeah, just that, just if, yeah, just uh, you know, beat up yourself and do the race stuff later. Okay. Those two things, and then you're uh, fine.
6: Uh, do you guys know Brother Bear? Is that even a relevant thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from like, dude, I was like eight. What? I don't know what you're
4: talking about. Probably.
6: Brother ba- yeah. yeah okay. but the line
5: of it is what you think it is, or is, it is what it's not, is funny enough to keep it in. Is there, an,
6: is there another <laughs> movie called <laughs> Brother Something, or Sister? Blue's Brothers. Luz brothers. They weren't black. Oh!
3: And that worked. They weren't black, were they? Well, that works because that's like, Damn. it's it's like insane <laughs> cultural appropriation, too, so it's like a good example. It's okay. like these two white dudes, like... Playing salt, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's really bad. I mean, it's like funny, but it's like in a you know crypto racist way.
6: Yeah, yeah. Okay, like you. Awesome. And is Wait. the last thing is the oh, go ahead.
9: Sorry, one more. He, he, thanks for helping me with the mic, and then taking the mic, and then um, No, uh, no. I really liked the Native American joke. Um, I thought the punchlines were great, like you know, steal my heart, take my land, and then the tear. But they lost power because. You didn't pause You were just like You know what I mean So you know yeah. And like I do that shit too All the time So like okay. It's like you know You don't have faith In the punchline But just like Pause and let people Get it Yeah like, I've just been Doing so
6: bad I've I just lost my No mind. but, but, but you're back, good so. But it's
9: a great punchline Like they're <laughs> awesome. really good yeah. uh, And last thing Is the
6: Asian mom uh, Surgical mask Have you guys seen that? Yeah Is this everything? Yeah, oh man Okay great Thanks <laughs> 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 right. guys Keep clapping Yay
2: Sanch Noah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving it right along here on the Joke Workshop, your next comedian, all the way from Germany. Clap your hands together for Ingrid
8: Wenzel. Thank you. Yes, I'm new to the city, so I discover things every single day. Most recently, I found out that I can be German and stupid at the same time, which until that day, I was not aware of as even possible. Because I was waiting for the BART train by the sign that tells you when the next train comes, you know, 3 comma 12. And I said, wow, that's cool. They not only show the minutes until the next train comes, but also the seconds. That's when my friend next to me said, slightly embarrassed, uh, those aren't the minutes, uh, those aren't the seconds. Those are the minutes until the train after the next train comes. You guys all knew that, I know. You're local, but I, you know, when you say something so stupid out loud, and you turn around and hope no one heard you, but by the slightly dismissive faces that everyone behind me had, you know exactly, oh, damn it, everyone has heard me. (laughs) And it's not the fact that I thought it was seconds, you know, it's the fact that I thought it was cool that they had seconds. (laughs) It's like, yay, I can calculate my arrival to the very second. I'm going to be there in three minutes and 12 seconds. Pick me up. Don't be late. It's like we, we Germans, we are obsessed with punctuality. Like, if, you, if I invite you over at 8 p.m., you are five minutes late, I look for new friends. <laughs> Sorry. The only, the only excuse for being late is death. Yes, Sam can't make it tonight why he died yes he did oh good (laughs) when's the funeral cause I'll be on time it's like we don't we're so obsessed with saving time we don't do small talk small talk is so irrelevant we don't do it and we don't know how to do it when an American tries to do small talk with a German we are honest people we tell them if you ask me how are you I'll be like, actually, my back hurts. And I have a bee nest in, the, in my bedroom window. And my youngest just got into drugs. And how are you? <laughs> it's like we are Americans are said to be superficially friendly, which makes Germans just genuinely unfriendly. Because we are like, not hey, how are you, how are you? But we're like, hey, man, Sam, you look like shit. Oh, thanks, Tom, I didn't know that, man, you got bad breath. Oh, thanks for letting me know, but you got something between your teeth? Is it like poppy seed? Ah, no, that's actually cavity. Um. (laughs) So, let me uh, check my, uh, oh yeah, my last joke was, yeah, this is actually not a totally made up imaginative dialogue, it's an actual dialogue from a Rosetta Stone German (laughs) one, entry level course. Thank you.
2: Yay, keep it going for
8: Ingrid,
2: yay. All right, comments.
5: <laughs> um, you uh, being so stern and getting new friends immediately, uh, if they're late, and the, you know, the whole, if somebody dies in funeral stuff, that was a really funny part of the bit. I thought that was good, and that part's really tight and funny. Yeah, thanks, I
2: agree with all
12: that. people in the back? Oh yeah, no, I thought the whole beginning with the, the seconds, I thought you were gonna bring up that that's the way it is in Germany because yeah. everything's so punctual over there. It's not like you just thought it was cool. It's like that's the way that's the way it is. Yeah. Like that's kind of where I thought it was going, but it didn't. I don't know. If Do
2: you use commas sense. instead of periods yeah, I was to gonna show ask time, that. or we use colon? Right. Well, it's like. Sorry. We use a colon. Um, we use a comma. Yeah. So, so that's
3: what. There you go. Okay.
8: So Hi. Right.
3: Yeah, I think you need, you should point that out. I was gonna say the same thing. Cause you're I. Coming
13: along. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, you're coming along great, and I have no real advice for you. Uh, just, uh, I think it'd be you. You speak fluent German, right? Just to have fun at a fucking open mic, just do a whole set in German. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just fucking. If I was bilingual, I'd be doing that. Just cause you, right now you're just trying to get stage time and just getting fucking you know whatever, getting uh, loose up there. And probably, you'd probably be even more, more relaxed and comfortable on stage speaking in your na- native tongue, right? I would. No i understands
8: me. That's, that's, that, that's what's it. fucking hilarious <laughs>
13: about it. And you, and you could be sitting up there, like, not w- wondering why everyone's laughing because you're talking about fucking something. Weird, you know what I mean? Like, if I had, to, if I was bilingual, I'd be doing that all the time. Just, cause, just for an open mic. Maybe not. Obviously, if someone's paying you, you're on a show, real showcase, I wouldn't do that, but. I don't know. I think it would be you really could, funny. I would laugh my ass off if you just kept continuing in German. You could and, open
2: yeah. with it and do it for a minute till everyone looks blank and yeah. then be like, you could turn it into something, right?
8: I mean, Isn't it'd be it fun, though. You actually turn it into a, Is it stereotypical? Like, I don't know. I, I, think I know a foreign language and you don't, you know? Well, that's what I'm
13: saying. No, you could, yeah, d- do it for the first minute and wait until whatever, like, oh, fucking typical American. You don't speak fucking... You only speak English or something like that. Like, I
5: don't know.
8: Next step. Next step. I
5: think the, I think you should play off the accent, though. Because, like I said, the part where you're like, I find new friends, like, that was very German sound. It was just but, the way you said that was really, like, stern and German. And that was, I think, like, saying things in that tone will work for you. If you want to play off the accent. If you don't, then don't. But if you want to play off that.
9: It's But Well, see, it was right there. Like, you just did it.
5: So I think then, yes, you should do it, yeah.
9: But, but the whole, like, speaking in German thing, I feel like that could work if like you exaggerated your emotions and tone and action so it's even funnier so they're like what the fuck is she saying you know like or or maybe if you tell that like I have new friends jokes maybe like get so worked up and so angry that you start speaking in German or something you know like like make it an emotion thing not so much what you're saying but how you're saying it that's what makes it funny.
12: Yeah, I think the st- being stern just in general would be yeah. hilarious. If you were just Absolutely. like really stern and like took it all really serious, like I don't know, G- give it a try. Because I thought when you were stern, I was just dying. Yeah,
14: I
8: yeah, agree with him. Okay. Stern we'll is really funny. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yay. Thank
2: you. Yay! Yay. Ingrid, Wenzel please. Uh, is go is going up because he actually has to get on a plane and go back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, we're gonna miss him. Hey guys, put your hands together. It's Andy Picaro.
5: This is uh, this is cool that you guys have this. Just throwing new stuff into the wind, and then you guys all comment. This is very not many places have this, so take advantage of this. Do it. Nice for Pam to run it. Right, I'll do a couple of stuff. I I uh, I recently broke up with somebody, and people are always saying. um, like, that a breakup is as, as painful as, uh, as losing somebody. Like, as painful as a death. Like, you have to mourn, That's <laughs> like friends say. And I, I really don't think it's that big a deal. Right? I think breaking up with somebody is kind of like if your dog came home one day and he was like, I don't want to live here anymore.
4: <laughs>
5: he's like, you know that guy that lives across the street? I like his house, so thanks for all the food and drink. But I'm going to take, I know the companionship. I'm going to take off. Um, what else I, right on my hand um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know why we have the space program like why we want to go to Mars and all that stuff like we spend billions of dollars on it billions of dollars to look at space right and all we ever find out is that it's too hot or too cold and we can't live there that's all that we find out that's all there is to know about it It's like we spend billions on it, billions. Right now, there's a family in Detroit that's being eaten by like pit bulls. Like right now, that's like the pit bulls meal. There's a family in Detroit. And like, why don't we, like we can't get Detroit right. Why are we gonna do Mars? (laughs) Like can we, why don't we do Detroit first? And then Cleveland and then maybe Mars if we have time. All right, like let's go, let's spend it right. Like they're selling like zoo animals to keep the lights on in Detroit. Like it's like, how much is a lion worth? All right, we'll get rid of two. Uh, now we have lion exhibit um, I'm not really healthy at all uh, I drink too much uh, soda and my uh, friend was telling me how soda is just as bad for you as beer and I was like that's you know that might be true one to one but you know we don't drink beer and soda the same way you know right like that's not the same thing like you don't wake up the next day like oh, I had 27 diet coca colas <laughs> was, there was a pig in my bed oh my god it's like, why is Timmy puking? Too much Sprite. Way too much Sprite. Uh, um, uh, I, um, I, I want to lose weight because I don't think there will ever be a male plus size model. I don't think we're ever going to have one. right? We have female ones and it makes sense because when you see a woman do that, it is brave and courageous. In society, it is brave and courageous to see that. Uh, but it, you've never been at the beach and seen a big fat guy walk by and been like, oh, he's so brave. <laughs> How courageous of him to slowly break a chair in front of us for the duration of the afternoon. <laughs> I can't read the last one I wrote, That's so uh, I'll do a couple more. Uh, what I want to do a little recent stuff I've been trying to think of. Um, I really want it to be Sanders versus Trump, right? Don't you? <laughs> I want it to be Sanders versus Trump. I think if you want anything else, you're dumb. You got to be wanting Sanders versus Trump. No matter who you want in after that, I'm in San Francisco, so I have a pretty good idea who you guys want. But I'm just saying, no matter who you want, it's an amazing thing. It's the, it's the will of the people. It's the two part people, the parties don't want are running against each other. It's like a bad guy from RoboCop is running versus like your science teacher. Like that's, are you not gonna watch those debates? That's all I think about when I see Trump. Is it looks like he built RoboCop? Like that he looks like. He works at OCP. <laughs> <laughs> the new RoboCop sucked. It did, it did. I'm not trying to even. I'm gonna get the horn. All right, second. Uh, it is. All right, I'll do one more uh, recent stuff. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I didn't. Uh, I recently broke up with my girlfriend. I knew we were gonna break up when uh, after our parents met for the first time. Uh, our parents met. We didn't really plan on it. Uh, they just were both in the same area, and they. Ran into each other. Her parents met. And she was freaked out about it. And I was like, what's the big deal? And she's like, it is a big deal. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Who cares? And she's like, well, it's not like we're in the type of relationship where we're going like, to have kids and get married. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really?
8: <laughs>
5: I, didn't, I wasn't there for that meeting. I didn't know, I didn't know we'd ruled it out <laughs> completely. That It was just something that wasn't going to happen now. I, um, I, maybe now that I know that, maybe I don't give a shit about your like, you know, sister's wedding or getting your laundry or any of that. Like, <laughs> we're not in that kind of relationship. <laughs> All right, that was it, guys. Thank you. You guys are cool.
9: Yay! Keep it going for Andy Picaro. Thank you. Oh! Comments. I won. Yeah. Your, your first jump was hilarious. I think it would be funny If it was a cat Instead of a dog
5: What was it Oh, oh of, of a yeah, cat that, yeah, I, You a, know what I do a lot of cat material Really Yeah I do okay, you No know, well, I do I do like five minutes on cats So that's a really good Yeah
9: note. so make it Make it a cat Because they would Actually do that my Yeah cat, a
5: cat would be like yeah, Fuck you My and cat walk away. actually
9: did that to me so.
5: Really Yeah. yeah this, he's, oh he's, yeah yeah no Yeah
9: he left He like went yeah. across the street and Yeah cats will the just They're
5: yeah. like the zip cars Of yeah, the animal kingdom Whoever picks one up It's yours Yeah no No I like that Cat instead of dog Thank you
2: I thought that there was this one punchline and you kept drawing it out and drawing it out and that was amazing. What was the one on the end where, oh god, it was the fourth, you like took all these little pauses and I was like, oh, I can learn from that. It was like you had like a fourth tag on something and I can't even remember. Uh, the beach? The, the beach, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and you breaking the chair, slowly, <laughs> over an afternoon. Like that was the, over oh, an no. afternoon was like, oh, take it, gild the lily.
5: Thank That's you, nice. yeah.
2: All right. No one has comments because it was a
5: great set. Yeah. Well, thank uh, thank you guys, and thank you for having me. I'm going to leave to go to the airport. Yay, yay! I, <laughs> goodbye, I would watch, Andy Begaro. I would watch everybody else still, but I, I'm going to go. Oh, no, too. go have,
2: be safe and uh, drink yeah. on your plane and sleep well and all that well, stuff.
5: I'm going to leave a bowl and, and, uh, and some weed for you. <laughs> you should
2: smoke a bowl before
5: you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Okay. Everybody <laughs> clap while well, Thank, very much. thank you very much. Andy
2: Picaro going all the way home to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. we he here on his comedy tours. All right guys, your next comedian, he is awesome and last week I feel terrible, he didn't, we didn't get to give him comments, but he has them tonight. You guys clap wildly, it's Matthew Quirk.
11: Hey Pam, that guy's way too good to be my opening act. <laughs> so, I got back together with Tinder recently. We dated before, but I broke things off. I don't like the way they were going. I ran into her again at a cafe and we started talking. And she promised that she had matured, that things were different. And I was like, well, that's gotta be true. I mean, if we get back together, you know, no more prostitutes, no more unrealistic expectations, no more of these ungodly demands of must be 510 and must be executive minded and must own own place and, you know, hygiene. Let's face it. But you know, two fat chicks and a prostitute who after we negotiated price told me I'm not coming over, I gotta think I made a big mistake. I, I don't think Tinder's changed at all. But I'm gonna tough it out. You know, I'm not a quitter. I think my love will change her. But I gotta find some way to differentiate myself. I'm thinking maybe I should wear like, you know, not dress nice, but dress in like my work clothes and maybe wear my tool belt, you know? Because all these other beards out there, you know, I've got to differentiate myself from all the fucking twerp testosterone that's invaded this city in the last few years. I mean, I can't believe this city used to be more manly when it was all gay. <laughs> and, I can't out-sensitive these guys either. I mean, they're killing me with the beard, they're killing me with the thin, they're killing me with the sensitivity. So I'm thinking of going back to one of my old tricks. I used to carry around an empty guitar case because I can't really play guitar. But I'm here to tell you, just the guitar case will attract women. It's tough the first couple of dates, like you gotta go places, like don't bring your guitar don't take her back to your place where your guitar should be. And even there's a tight situation when you take her to a show, because if the person up there's not doing well or the band's, hey, get up there and jam with them. You gotta be quick thinking to get out of that one. I usually say something like, oh, my pitch perfect ear, you know, I don't really like these guys, let's get out of here. But you gotta break up with her before she demands that you play her a song. So I figured, I'll just tell her that I'm married. You're like, why would you say that, right? Aren't they pissed? They sure are. But they're even more pissed if they find out you can't play guitar. You don't want to face that. Now, some of my friends are like, hey, you know, that's misrepresentation. That's like date rape. And I'm like, dude, you fucking carry around an eight ball of cocaine everywhere you go. (laughs) How is that not date rape? I mean, I'm I'm probably the oldest guy in this crowd by a little bit. Date rape was hooking up back in the day. (laughs) That was how it was did. So anyway, I'm back with Tinder. I don't know how to end this bit. That's it.
2: Yay, Matthew Quirk! Comments, there. comments from Matthew Quirk. I, I have one quick one. You uh, never told you told us, but never told us that you were talking about a relationship based on lies. And I think that if you make like the overarching subject of that entire set, relationships or hookups or co- connections that are made with people specifically through lies because isn't tinder just a big fat lie like five ten. yeah that's what sure, i sort of yeah the whole thing well is you just... kept dancing around it but oh. you didn't like p- like if, if i was to say like this set was about it was the set was about lying but i kind of wanted you to like cap it for me you know like you know like kind of like put a little a little uh little tag on it like hello my name is lying joke or whatever like that would have helped me okay Comments, comments, comments. Oh uh, yeah, I wanted I, to, yeah, enough with
5: that. word. <laughs> I wanted to say, um, uh, I, I like how like you remind me of like if uh, an older I'm not trying to be but an older guy at a bar is listening to like a group of like you know like 23 year olds talk about their problems. Like when you were shitting on younger guys in the beginning of your set and then you went back to it towards the end. Not to like characterize you or say you have to do a character or something, but there's something really funny about that when you're kind of talking about how. The younger generation's a little bit softer because it's true, so it's funny <laughs> to do. Like both generations laugh at it. Older and younger people will laugh at that because it's you know we're not as tough as as people used to be. I'm not as tough as my dad, no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comments
2: for Matthew. Comments, comments, comments. No one has
15: any comments. All right. All right. Thanks.
2: Clap wildly, Matthew Quirk! Yay! <laughs> Right, your next comedian is a very tall man, and he is here for us to make us laugh. Put your hands together, it's Yaka Vander Wilk, yay!
15: Yay, thank you. I'm tired today, um, watching a lot of football this weekend. I don't know if anyone else watched. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, football, I really like football, you know? When I was a kid, I loved it so much that when my mom would shoot me off to bed when the game was going on too late, Monday night football, she'd wake me up, tell me the score. And when the 49ers would lose, I'd cry when i go to school the next day, you know? So just, like, imagine how I felt when I gave up my career to, you know, pursue stand-up comedy, you know, because these eyes say failure. I failed at... I, failed, no. I never played football, but uh, I do watch it, and it's just... As I've grown, you know, in height and mentally, you know, I've just realized that it's just its not for me anymore. It's just there's too much going on outside of the game itself, you know. Injuries, you got all this, you know, just overt patriotism. It's just I don't care how big the flag can be, okay? I just want to see people throw the ball around. Okay, I don't care about war eagles. I don't care about planes flying over. You know, America is great. I can make you try to believe that but just let's, just let's just watch some football you know you know what i'm saying but not really because i don't really i don't really want to do that here especially because comedy's comedy's more fun but pat tillman anyone know who pat tillman is yes yeah, yeah so pat tillman he was a football player for those of you who don't know um he gave up on his dreams to pursue, you know, going to volunteer and fight over in Afghanistan as a Marine. And they built a memorial of him outside the Cardinal Stadium. And I was like, if... First of all, he got killed by friendly fire. I mean, would they build a statue of a football player they got killed by his own teammate during the game? Because, I mean, shit. Football is fucking hazardous too, you know? I don't know. It's just this military sort of, you know, this military mindset that's invading football. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. You know, and they have at the games, um, families come, you know, uh, to be surprised by their loved ones. I don't know if anyone's seen those. Uh, I was watching Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Uh, it was like the Egg Bowl or some shit, it's college football. And uh, this family came, their son surprised them. Good old Mississippi surprise, you know, everyone's going crazy. They're ringing cowbells because they banned the, the rebel flags there, they banned the Confederate flag. So I was like, okay, great, that's cool. And just the look on the parents' face was just sheer disappointment because their son had just come back from Spain to surprise them in Mississippi. It's just like, what did this guy do in Spain that warranted, warranted him this hero's response at a football game in Oxford, Mississippi? I just, I don't fucking get it, because I've been to Spain. And, you know, I mean, there's those kind of creepy dudes with the zzzz, like, shooting things up on the, in Barcelona, and, you know, there's some shady gypsies there, but I don't know. I've been to a football game, and those things, those things are way more dangerous than anything you experience in Spain. I don't know. Just bizarre. Anyways, enough uh, about football. Let's see, you know, my delivery on this subject has made you all greater fans <laughs> excitement is just don't don't hold back on me but i was watching that show making a murder i'm sure we've all seen it and for someone that, who works with kids you know i really feel like that town would have benefited from some after school programs because that one like semi-retarded dude uh what's his name brandon yeah i mean if this guy had a fucking after school program to go to he would not be making up shit about fucking toes and fires and Bloody massacres. I mean, give these kids something to do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shit. Anyways, that's it.
2: <laughs> Jacob Vanderwilk. All right. One thing about your football thing is that in the month of, I think it was October or no, it was November. They had the special. It was so military, pro military, that they had special uniforms that entire month. Yeah. Remember the pro military? Yeah. That's. Yeah, so the only thing I have. And you are, are you sick? You're low energy tonight. Yeah, I
11: yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, a, a football nerd, uh, I guess I am, uh, would point out that football is a military thing. It's not, it's not becoming, it's, it's always the thing. But um, I just want to agree with you. Yeah, football sucks, you know, yeah. <laughs>
14: um, I would just say that the uh, I think the Pat Tillman stuff is incredibly dark, but could, it it is a funny idea of what makes someone a heroic soldier, makes them a failed football player. I think you could expand on that, and I th- I, I would recommend just in case someone doesn't know, just mentioning right off the bat that he was killed by friendly fire because that's kind of important. But it's it's super dark, but it is to me it is a funny idea. So,
16: so uh, I didn't understand what was the thing towards the end with about the sparklers and the the old men in Barcelona. I just didn't understand what, what that was.
15: Oh, um that was just something <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's these dudes like, from, I don't know, they're Indian. Music, and they <laughs> have these fucking, like, uh, these things. that go, and they, like, shoot these things in the air and they make weird noises. It's just creepy. I was trying to find out, like, those dudes could be dangerous.
16: Okay. But, yeah, you were trying to compare them to, like, football fans?
15: Well, I was trying to say that uh, I don't, I mean, I don't do Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay.
2: Maybe you have to mention that he was coming back from the military because once you said Spain, I was like, it sounded like he was on vacation. Yeah,
15: exactly. And they yeah. brought him back to Mississippi
2: not, from vacation. Yeah.
15: That's a, yeah. That's a major point. I probably uh,
2: left out. I don't because I was like you were talking all about the military and then I sort of was like, did I miss it or
16: so maybe we all missed it? I think you could just come out and just say that. I, mean, I think that's yeah. like that punches it up and then that way you don't have to yeah, meander yeah. a little bit. It'll be a little bit more direct.
17: I really like your delivery, and I feel like you're going to eventually figure out a way to deliver the words in a way that matches your cadence and your style, but the style and cadence is great. Maybe yeah. editing it down, maybe?
7: Yeah. yeah.
14: Have you watched any Mike from yet? His no. cadence seems similar to yours. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's not a bad thing, it's just the, the, the way of his joke delivery. I'm
2: <laughs> makes me mellow just being around him he's like a, he's like a tree <laughs>
17: <laughs> no he reminds me more of the guy with the um blue sunglasses that died what what the hell was huh Edbert, uh, mitch, Hedberg. Mitch,
3: Hedberg. mitch Hedberg.
17: yeah
2: oh yeah it's pretty yeah except less heroin just slow on yeah. your own <laughs> just it's your own delivery yeah. you kind of remind me of like
15: hank hill oh. i don't know hank. <laughs> <laughs> <And> now, <laughs> oh wow hank Hill.
2: Is it because of your voice? Yeah, okay. yeah, propane, a little propane.
9: Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Be like, oh yeah. Like a wise old southern man, like, what's like, football? You know, like, or like,
8: yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. I think my name, dude. football is <laughs> my <laughs> you
2: know? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, clap wildly. J- Yaka Vanderwilt, yay! <laughs> All right, coming up next, Key, I just learned this weekend that he's sadly leaving us for upstate New York, which makes me very... did I just ruin your whole jokes? Yes. Okay, that's gonna. I'm really sad about it, actually, I'll be honest. Uh, but put your hands together, everybody. we only have a couple little bit of time left for them. Tommy McGuire. Yay.
13: Yeah. I'm actually not going to Albany, New York. Oh. I am going to LA to make it. Oh, are you?
15: Yeah. Because
13: I snuck into an exclusive sketch vest party last night. The be- last one, it was a secret. None of you fucking plebeian open mic pieces of shit were there. <laughs> nah, I know, he was there. Uh, I just didn't belong. You know, the, be- the best part was just seeing, like, like, John likes me or whatever, but seeing people that are just, have seen me and I'm not, just, this isn't me at my best, and I'm an asshole, but just being like, and then not, that's not my name, but yeah. All right. Uh, I'm a prop comic now. All right. Uh, so sports are on fucking everyone's mind right now. That's awesome. Uh, I was having a discussion uh, with another sports fan about who's, which team has the worst sports fans. You know, like, you know, uh, Philly has, is, is really bad. Fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going back and forth. And it's all pointless. I'm, from, I'm a Red Sox fan. So I know a thing or two about awful sports fans. He was from Philly. So he was obviously a piece of shit. So but after we just, a lot of swearing, and a lot of fucking just, you know, fuck, you know. Uh, We just came to the conclusion that sports fans are the worst sports fans, like we're all pieces of shit, but what's worse than that, even though we are all just real pieces of shit for no reason, what's worse than that is the fucking goddamn Facebook hipsters that fucking use the word sports ball, ironically, fucking trying to make me feel like an asshole for having an interest, you know what I mean, like, and having an activity I like, I played. fuck you. Sorry, you got fucking wedgy, fucking too 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 many times. That's a great word to say. Uh, but shut the fuck up, or I'll give you a fucking swirly, you nerd. <laughs> fuck off my Facebook. Um, I, uh, I'm 35 years old. I have the features of a mid twenties. I've been told that. I have a good genes. Uh, I have high cheekbones. I got these big, beautiful lips that I've only recently, like, grown into. Like, I had these. Li- these are the same size as they were when I was four. I had to like grow into it. I was like this fucking duck. My neck was like stronger because of the fucking... Anyways. Uh, but you guys know what DSLs are? You heard that term before? Dick sucking, lips. dick sucking lips. I had to deal with that show my whole life. And I would always like, you know, I was always nervous about it because, you know, not in like a uh, homophobic way because I've sucked a dick. I, I, I've sucked a dick. I, I mean, of course. You know, you, you got to try it. Who has gone? And, uh, well... You want to know what's worse about a heterosexual man sucking a dick? Is when I was really bad at it. And I couldn't figure it out. It was fucking, like, it was just so embarrassing. Like, I had, not only did I have to call my dad the next day to apologize for doing gay shit, I had to call my ex-girlfriend just, like, sorry for, like, complaining about your teeth, you know? It's fucking hard, man. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was fucking, uh... Yeah, I sucked a dick. <laughs> I had a uh, yeah. Oh, that's and the whole reason I'm bringing this up, I'm I'm c- coming out of the fucking clouds of having a penis in my mouth before, uh, is because, ladies, I'm sticking to clips. The dick, to, dick lip to uh clip ratio, the size. I mean, all right, just sit on my face. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, these are new jokes, guys. I don't know if you could notice. Um, I went home for Christmas. I got my family updates. It was great, as you might have known from earlier bits. My Aunt Tammy's ghost hunting business is booming. Um, She hasn't captured any ghosts in a cool, like, fucking thing, like, you know, like Egon. But uh, she has captured a lot of blurry photos of shadows that she could somehow tell me is a fucking ghost of an Indian. (laughs) She's also gotten really great at lying. And uh, in kind of sad news, my uncle Mike... um, his son died uh, of a drug overdose. But there's a silver lining there. Um, now like the ratio to you know, remaining kids to remaining teeth oh. has like, leveled out. Now I'm saying this joke and uh, you might think I'm awful for it, but he's an actual piece of shit. He's killed two people. He, uh, he lives under a bridge in New Jersey. Whoa. And as my parents were driving me from Albany to New Jersey to get, uh, go to the airport, mom's like, hey, you want to go uh, you know, stop up by and see Uncle Mike? She says, well, he has a lot of bad ideas like, no, because how do you find a homeless? We're, they visited them before. Her plan was to go to the bridge they went to before and just ask around. Aww. Two of the most toast white pe- people and me just sitting under a fucking you know, homeless encampment. Like, mm-hmm. no, bad
2: plan, mom,
13: what the fuck? But uh, yeah, she's an idiot. All right, that's my set. Thank you, guys.
2: Tommy <laughs> McGuire with a really bizarre story. All right. I'm jealous. I didn't get invited
17: to any scratch well, fest parties. I
13: because a lot of people dudes are, are type bros. That's uh, rad. And they just, yeah, they're just awesome. And, yeah, Good stuff. Cool. I really? got a show with Christine so they're really cool. Yeah. We we're, were the first ones there, so we are not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was all right. I got a little corner seat. Got to watch all these real comedians. Oh, that's cool. But, that's uh, rad. If anyone's had anything that's cool, obviously I was just really choppy and what the, I didn't. I haven't drank yet. Yeah, and right. I was so on. hungover from last night that like that's oh, that's bad. I mean,
2: hey, I'm I'm feeling the same way, way, brother. Uh, I liked the story.
17: Um, I I don't know what else to say. I'm in. I find you entertaining. Well, I feel like you could add an element of surprise with the DSL story, and then like cause the last yeah, thing ha- we're expecting you to say is that you actually sucked a dick.
13: Yeah, I, so, I my timing there uh, or like the, my order kind of got out of whack and as soon as I do the third bit instead of the yeah, first, I, guess I hate when that like, ah, happens. fuck, I gotta try to juggle into it. Didn't, yeah, but yeah, exactly, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, exactly, because that's also not something most, a lot of you know me that would expect, you know, me to, especially stay on stage and recording to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Again, sorry, dad.
11: <laughs>
2: your dad listens what? to your sets. <laughs>
16: okay, good. Well, yeah, uh, He can feel
13: it that I did something <laughs> later, you know? I
16: just, like, What is that? <laughs> well, see, I'm just—I was like, honestly, more—I uh, was interested more in the actual story about how that happens. It's like you just like you do, like a little teaser. It's just, like it happened, and it's like nope, nope, you don't, don't need to hear about that. So okay. That was, yeah. So like for the for the set of the future, you yeah. might actually try to talk about, even though clearly like I mean, it's like some it seemed pretty hard to talk about. Yeah, it's a little weird, but yeah, you know, hey, we're sure. happy.
8: I also like the dick sucking. Um, Mostly because <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, because it's so no. Because it's uh, so re- it's so relatable to women, and no one thanks them for their awesome craft, yeah, you know. You know I mean? And it's finally someone saying, "Hey, it's actually not easy to yeah, do that." And I, I, and and I have two. one myself, and I don't know how to do yeah, it, you know.
13: Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah things like that where I always thought it would be easy. You know, whatever so I want to use like you know, a little bit of a shock to being like I, I sucked a dick and I'm a re- relatively hetero-looking dude.
8: You have a neck tattoo. <laughs> Just reminding I just, you. I just like that anti-homophobic <laughs> thing. It's yeah. good.
13: Yeah. And, and, then bringing it in, and then I wanted to uh, uh, do it about something about eating pussy is easier now because the clips are so small. Whatever. I gotta, yeah, I, I didn't get that, that, that with the yeah, lip, did,
8: but I'm not going to ask. I didn't deliver it well at all. But I also like your family stories. I think yes. it's because they seem true. And, they and, fucking are. Right? Right, that's so not,
13: again, that's not jokes. It's just what <laughs> I deal with. Yeah.
8: I, I mean, it's off, uh, serious topics like with the homeless. But how do you find someone you know that yeah. is homeless? You know, you, <laughs> yeah, really that is actually, you can track them, you know. It's yeah. something. Thank
13: God it, it didn't happen. I mean, I, would, I probably would have gotten a lot of material if we did. But Jesus
11: Christ. Yeah, you could go into more of that with the family. Like, you know, you know, like make references. Like, oh, we look like a, you know... Th- a Bounty Hunter family or something, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, looking for... Yeah, but exactly. We're also, about snitches. Yeah. I don't know if you want to add this in there, but it's called a bro job.
13: Yeah, yeah. No gay shit, just jerk me off. Yeah, yeah.
2: Craigslist gold. Wow. Yeah. Learning new things every day. Put your hands together. Tommy McGuire. Yay! All right. You next comedian has a luscious beard. Put your hands together. It's John
16: Gallagher. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys. Um, so we we're talking. What's it? Uh, I don't know. What, what is your name in the back? I don't know your name. Matthew. Matthew. Pleasure to meet you, Matthew. But uh, I like. I feel like I know millennials. We always get a hard time for just being big pieces of shit, big <laughs> soft. And I guess like there's a portion to it where it's true. There's not as so much like physical. We don't fight physically as much. But like the thing is, I think we're actually like one of the best generations. It's like because even if we feel like pieces of garbage, we're still able to beat the shit out of ourselves wage two wars that nobody knows about, and then also destroy the planet. Like, isn't that kind of amazing? Like, we're able to beat to beat the biggest enemy of all, a fucking planet. That's amazing. I don't know. Uh, I like, uh, what's comedy's fun, but open mics are garbage. These are always horrible. Um, and this is this process sucks, because, like, stand-up comedy isn't our form, but it's one... It sucks when your art form forces you to do it in front of like drunks and assholes all day. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's any other art form that has to operate that way. And like you're supposed to come up with like all these amazing insights and well-written material when like at the same time a drunk guy is like ordering cheese fries and stuff. Like do you think like Picasso could have come up with like cubism? <laughs> he has to do it in front of drunks all night and like make sure that he's like killing with these drunks. And he's sitting there he's like, well, this is my art. It's like, the face is all fucked up. Where's the pussy? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't like you can't. I don't know. It's not going to be the same thing. I, uh, I'm glad we were talking about football. I am a big football fan too. And I feel <laughs> like they had, it's Oscar and like Oscar and Golden Globe season too. So a lot of people are talking about that. And I like Twitter. And so my friends on Twitter, there's like a split, like a hard split to see people that are in the Golden Globes and movie shit are not talking about football, and football people aren't talking about awards stuff. And that's fine, but I feel like most of the time, like Tommy was saying earlier, like people that are into Golden Globe stuff that would tweet about that are they usually the people that would give me shit about being a football fan and call me dumb, sports ball, etc., all that stuff. And it's like, that's fine. It's like, but I just saw you tweet about how you're watching Brad Pitt crying. Like, that's not... Like, you think you're fucking better than me? It's like, we're still jerking off to celebrity worship. We just do it in different ways. Like, I like to see my celebrities get worshipped by giving each other brain damage. Like, I think that is way better. I like to see my celebrities get, become retarded as opposed to give each other shiny toys. I think that's better. <laughs> the other thing, too, is... The uh, other thing about award season is there, there's always one actress that comes up every year, and I'm not sure why, but every single year there's this famous actress, Helen Mirren. She's British. She has, like, a lot of great movies she's acted in, but every single year around award season they start talking about her. And it's always the same thing. People come across the aisles, men and women unite to go like, man, Helen Mirren, great actress. She's like 60 something years old. And man, she's got such a hot bod. Like it's every, every single year, it's like you can't talk about any of the movies she's been in or any of her accomplishments, but it's like, oh, this old lady's fucking smoking, dude. <laughs> like it's, it's something really weird to me. I don't understand why that is. Like why we argue about all the big issues like war, and like uh, like like body control issues, birth control, all this stuff. But men and women can unanimously agree that this old lady's just got killer tits. Like that's the one thing we can all agree on. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's going to be it. Bye.
2: <laughs> John hey, Gallagher you know, likes you know, Helen Mirren's you know, tits. This. Yay. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Yeah.
16: Wait, wait, what? I was on the same frequency. Same, oh, yeah, yeah.
18: I was in the same frequency there. Oh, uh, thanks, buddy. Football? About the Helen Mirren.
16: Oh, you know, it's, no, thanks, man. I like, yeah, it's, a lot of people don't even understand the reference. So, like, I don't, I don't know. What that I is. just <laughs> picked her up, man. Yeah. Did you really? Google, man, yeah. I just like, oh, fucking hot, dude.
11: So, yeah. Like, what. I mean, with Helen Mirror, I think you should be like you know. Even at ninety, she's still reduced to like you know a boob job and how her ass oh, looks. No, yeah,
16: exactly. That's the thing. It's like it's all these pro feminist people. It's like, oh just these fucking tits on this chick, dude. And what's uh, yeah, thanks you. Thanks actually, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. That.
2: That's well. That's that's an interesting thing too. That like once you're. You, you can still be a feminist and once you're over 60 as long as you're hot then you can Yeah, they're, well, they're it's not biz- looking at the body ever. her work it's they're bizarre, just looking right? at her tits. yeah, yeah it it's like, oh, really oh, funny she's
16: done all this stuff but oh more important things what a babe! <laughs> it's fucking crazy and
2: you're the third comedian to do football jokes tonight I know it's so I like, crazy well yeah
16: I've had I've been working on that for a little while I'm trying to punch it up too but yeah
18: it's, I love football it's great I
2: left all your stuff tonight it, you oh. comments to Ken Suzuki oh okay.
18: I was just going to say, what you had started with with regards to how we can both beat each other up and kill the planet at the same time, mm-hmm. I really like that. Oh, thanks. Promise. And, um, yeah, your football joke, I really enjoyed. Oh, thank but you. Man. I thought the Picasso stuff was really funny. Like, I don't have
14: anything to ask. Oh, <laughs> I thank to you. say, but I
16: just like that. No, font. it's a good
2: set. It's hard to, like, give you compliments. People are like, we want to give you... But, uh, you guys, you can just compliment him, too. It's
16: like, okay. Yeah, it was shitty. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, yeah. I, I appreciate the, that. The,
9: the Uh, I don't think of our planet as the greatest enemy. Right. So, but but like our planet's supposed to save us.
16: No, exactly. So oh yeah, that's yeah. No, I that,
9: that's the joke. Yeah, I guess, I guess the logical inconsistency didn't... Oh, no, it.
16: But totally, <laughs> yeah, so, so. You know, It's like I don't like this. I don't like the logic of this at all. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that it's not yeah. right. Oh,
12: yeah. <laughs> At the beginning, you talked about a war that the millennials are fighting that nobody knows about. Right. It's all.
16: I mean, like, just nobody pays attention to. That's what I meant to say. Wait, I kind of you up my words? Just
12: what were you referring to? Exactly? Oh, just like yeah,
16: Iraq, Afghanistan, all this oh, stuff. Oh, I
12: thought you were talking like about anonymous.
16: Oh uh, well, we. I mean, yeah, we could bring that up too. It's okay. similar. Yeah. I, uh,
8: Syria. I had
16: a yeah, Syria too. It's like I mean, just physical wars. Work, man.
8: I one more thought to the Picasso, which I enjoyed. Um, like if Picasso had like painted in front of like acid users or, you oh, know, yeah. like <laughs> high, like those crazy drugs and they would be like, why does your painting all look so normal? It's totally lame. You know? <laughs> well,
16: that's funny. Well,
14: maybe Picasso could have to go on the
16: road. Yeah, to, like, no, exactly. Or, like, just touring. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they just comes up just like becomes the best yeah. landscaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he drives, he's like, it's not a horsey. He's like, all right, I'll give you a fucking horsey. Yeah, Whatever.
14: Cubism you know. doesn't work down south.
16: They'll never work in clubs and colleges, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
18: John, with regards to your, your planet joke, I just thought uh, when you call it the enemy, it doesn't make sense to be like, yeah, fuck your hurricanes, bitch. Yeah, like,
16: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one.
2: All right, all right, clap yeah, wildly, thanks, John Gallagher, yay! <clears throat> All right, here we go. Uh, the train, the joke train just won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Ooh, 717. Okay, um, the last comedian, um, Tito Gonzalez, will still get, who is Tito? I don't know who Tito is. Are you Tito? No, Tito's here. Oh, so that's good. Okay, so Johnny Bell gets to go with comments, and then after that, we have to zip through everybody with no comments, just so I can get everybody up. I'm sorry, it just it have, If no one's here at like 5:45, and then suddenly at 6:15, everybody's here. So, all right, put your hands together, everybody. It's Johnny Bell. <laughs> all right, very nice. Guys, so at Usher in
12: last night. I don't know if anyone done comedy at Usher in. I I'd never been there before. Um, completely black audience and like five white comedians looking like Beaker from The Muppet Show. They're
4: like, beep, 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 beep.
12: Anyway, um, so I always wondered if, uh, if my mom had accepted my dad's uh, proposal of marriage before or after she saw him naked, because uh, my dad's hung like a bottle cap. Um, you kind of have the urge to kind of go, Thank you, play again. So I don't know, I figure that's kind of a deal breaker, a possible deal breaker, you know? Um, I mean, I'm married, but I used to have deal breakers. Uh, For instance, hangy tits. And you kind of got to say it like that. Hangy tits, like tennis balls and a a pair of gym socks. Um, Okay, there is this Indian woman. She probably lives in New York or the New York area. Probably a lawyer, has a nice family, but I guarantee that at least a couple of times a year, she wonders why I ran out of her apartment that uh, that cold, snowy evening in 1987. Because like she'd cooked me dinner, uh, the lights were down low, the candles going, her hands on my chest, and uh, you know, but uh. I'll give you a hint, Pradeep. It's because it looks like uh, you stole your tits from a 90-year-old primeval tribeswoman from uh, Papua New Guinea, and I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's a deal-breaker, okay? Like a buddy of mine, he broke up with a girl because she referred to her own pubes as banana curls. (laughs) Yeah, she's blonde. They're together in bed, and she's like, so what do you think of my banana curls? And he's like, and that was it. But the problem, ladies, is that In the case of a deal breaker, we can't tell you because we know it's absurd and we just don't want to hurt your feelings, okay? Like, you can't tell a girl that you can't stand her anymore because of pube nomenclature and you definitely can't tell a woman you won't sleep with her because her tits remind you of your grandpa's testicles. You know, it doesn't work. Um, So the best thing to do is uh, erase her from the phone, ignore her, never speak to her again and that will save everyone a lot of grief. Um, oh, another uh, another deal breaker I have: if uh, a girl has a swastika shaved into her bush, you see, because I'm a yeshiva guy, and that'll just take me right out of the mood. Like, I don't care if she's from like Tibet, and uh, you know that's a cultural way of ensuring a bountiful harvest. I'm not going to do it. But here's the interesting thing: the Holocaust actually was really good for my sex life. Wouldn't it be cool if I just kind of finished on that? No, I'll give you a background. Okay, so if you're a Jewish kid growing up in the 70s, you were fed a lot of Holocaust, okay? You didn't want it, you didn't order it off the menu, but you know, you got it, sister, because it was kind of all about never forget. Pardon me, it's about never forget, so it's all these slideshows and films and, you know, special guest stars to tell you a bedtime story about Bergen Belsen. But, uh, you know, it was horrible. And I don't know how other kids dealt with it, but I have this trick, okay? I developed existential angst and PTSD. You know? Um, But what I found is that all those images that were burned into my brain, they worked really well. Uh, Years later, if I was with a young lady who wanted things to continue along because she was having a good time, because basically you can't come if you're thinking about Auschwitz, okay? I mean, if you can kill yourself, you're broken. Nothing you can do. Uh, thank you for playing. But it's kind of like making lemonade, right? You know. And uh, I just got to say, um, all of you genitals, uh, genitals, gentiles out there, um, like in that, con- in that. Situation: what do you got? Like baseball? Sure, that's going to work. Like when you got this hot chick with like a a Hello Kitty tattoo on her butt and she's pushing back against you and telling you not to stop, the World Series ain't going to do it for you. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to make a silly face, a funny noise, and she's going to be disappointed. Okay, there's more, but I'll finish because that's my time, right? All right,
2: keep it going for Johnny Bell ladies have something to say.
14: Yeah, please.
2: You opened by making fun of your dad's dick and then you made fun of women's titties. The only way that you can make fun of women's titties is if you really self-deprecate yourself first. Okay. Because right now it's really difficult for me because it was just so blatantly like misogynistic and it wouldn't be that way if you could be like I'm hung like a bottle cap or if my balls, and then even when you mention someone else's balls, you still went to your uncle's balls, your grandpa's balls. Mm. You can't make fun of other people unless you make fun of yourself first. Otherwise, you're just an asshole.
12: Okay. Um. Yeah, I had a lot more at the beginning, but I cut it off for time, but I well, should what's probably- what's your self-deprecating stuff?
2: Like, cause you, you started with your dad, but it, it, you mm-hmm. can't start with your dad and then go to a lady. You've gotta start with you. Okay. Otherwise, it, otherwise it's like, I was really, I was actually borderline like a, a, fan, a really like, not happy about it okay
8: <laughs> we all are gonna have hanging titties what's that we all gonna have hanging titties so right why insult the half of the population of the world
12: okay
18: um you yeah because you would do that and you brought it back a couple of things you could have done uh, you brought mentioned your father's balls or his, his dick, like, how the fuck do you know <laughs>
15: that that's, address that, that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, and then,
18: and then you call, you, sell, you say, say some chicks got tits that remind you of your grandfather's testicles, and I'm like, what the fuck, again, what's with the homoerotic misogyny going on here, Jesus Christ, but I mean, I think they're funny, the premises, but she's right, you kind of came across like an asshole. I know you're and I know you, and you I know you're not an asshole, but I, that was the only thing I could say. Just ad- address those other issues. Make those bigger. Maybe make the others smaller, the sideline. Okay.
17: Yeah. Trina? No. Well, no, I mean, just edit it down and some punchlines, you know? A lot of editing.
6: Uh, someone once told me, uh, a comic once told me, That you can't make fun of women in the audience and I know that sounds like wrong and unfair but uh, the thing is that the women will look if they're not laughing their men look to them to see if they're not laughing and if they're not laughing then they don't laugh and so the whole thing falls apart like a tower or something I don't know what the good analogy is but like I only make fun of men in my set and even that like I have to make fun of myself first but making fun of women it gets into a dangerous area I feel I don't know if people can add on that
12: Okay? This is awesome, I will. The
11: I, I will say the titty the, the thing caused me to check out your chest. And I'm wondering if you have hanging titties or anything like that. Like, maybe you lost a lot of weight. And, you know, if you could bring something like that in. Like, you know, I, I used to be fit, too, but now I have hanging titties, too. If I you
2: open up. I can't with,
11: masturbate or something. If
2: you open up with you have hanging titties and that's why it's a deal breaker for you. I thought that second deal breaker was great. The swastika shaved into her bush. Very, very funny. That can, and that can go lots of places, too, and it's kind of ridiculous. But the, the the tennis ball titties are like a real thing that a lot of women are really self-conscious about. So the only way to make us laugh with you, you know, as a 41-year-old woman with saggy, soppy titties, <laughs> is to, is for you to talk about yours first. I mean, if you think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not staring at and my titties now, and I don't think they're saggy and soppy. I'm being a terrible person.
18: Before, like we're not saying you can't talk about these, because there's a lot of great comics that know how to like do it, but you mm-hmm. just got to approach it the right way, and you will make you can make it funny. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not married this to this material. This yeah.
12: is just stuff that came to my head. So
18: instead of, uh, for your red flags, instead of,
13: because uh, this being a sensitive to, uh, issue, if you talk about women's anything, uh, and saying her, her bush, I would say... You know, a big red flag is if she has more than one swastika tattoo. <laughs> you're, you're, there you go. So you have to think about it. Wait, more than one? Like, he's okay with one, so it makes you kind of crazy and we, you know, whatever. Like, you know, you're such a desperate dude that, you know, one one you know swastika tattoo, I'm still going to go in. You got two? Nah. You know, something like that. But, uh, because that's a good, I, I like that because you can, you yeah, know, you're kind of like, you're not making fun of a woman or, or things she can't help or whatever. It's literally, you know, she got these crazy tattoos and she's an, she's an insane human.
6: That switches it to, Nazi, Gender. to Nazism. Gender. Right, yeah. yeah. You can make it's fun of Nazis all
13: day long. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, otherwise. Right. Yeah. You know, you got, like I said, great great premises and all that. You got to be careful of how you're saying shit because, you yes, know, offensive. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You can still be funny as shit, but if you offended these women, right? You're like, fuck you out. You know, or whatever, or Booker's or whatever. So, you're yeah. yeah. Wow,
12: everyone is commenting. Wow, this is fantastic. Clap
2: wildly for Johnny Bell, Yeah. All right, so we have 23 minutes left and we have six comedians, which means we are gonna do like a blazing fast round. I'm gonna light you, I'm gonna horn you guys at 2.30. We're gonna get everybody in and we're gonna start right now with Ken Suzuki.
18: Good to see you guys. Hope you guys had a great day. I spent another day aging. chiropractors. Are they all they're cracked up to be? I got yeah, I got this chiropractor joke I'm working on which needs more pop, you know what I'm saying?
9: <laughs>
18: <laughs> I'm getting to that age now where I have to start seeing doctors. Okay? I have to start seeing doctors, you know, proctologists, urologists, etc. And they tell you, urologists, who knew that someone that specialized in dicks could be such a cunt? A lot better than my proctologist, though. He could have used more lube. <laughs> yes, fisting jokes. We're going to fisting jokes. Yes, fisting jokes. Say what you want about them. They can get deep. That last one felt a little forced, though. <laughs> I'm into, I got into comedy because my parents are still alive and I'm too out of shape for porn I know what you're saying well you can still work out Ken, you can still get in shape and have girls be attracted to you yeah I'm an exhibitionist it's not about the sex it's about the attention now okay you guys don't have to fucking agree with anything I say on stage tonight but I think we can agree that it is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way (laughs) without a safe word (laughs) And if you're going to simulate drowning them, give them something to hold on to. They drop it. That's their safe word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just a little waterboarding, just a little waterboarding to spice things up in the bedroom. But I'm no relationship expert, and I know that waterboarding is not what makes a relationship work. For a relationship to work, you need to know how to tie knots. So, I'm stuck. I'm working on this cerebral palsy joke. I just can't get the stand on its own. I think it's the premise. It's a little shaky. Cripples. Say what you want about them, but don't blame them if you can't get laid. Because if Stephen Hawking can roll through two wives, no pun intended, and shoot out three kids, what is your excuse? And he didn't even have a little robot voice that we all know and love, that little Hal 9000 on his side talking for him. No, when he pulled his second wife, all he could do is blink. Yeah, spitting game and Morse code. That's how savage his dick game was. His body was all crooked, but his dick stayed straight. Thank you very much. Yay, Ken Suzuki, yay!
2: Right on. Uh... Hey, Trina, I'm gonna put you after this next person so that I can come in and do the board for you. Uh, Your next comedian, put your hands together, it's David Klein! All right, next up it's Jade, yay!
9: right now uh, because of a mistimed edible. <laughs>
18: <laughs>
9: As in, I ate it too early and now I'm sober so now I have to face my real self <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, this is, thank you Pam for like molesting. So go, hey, like why, why don't you hold on? You want to hold on? Like, i don't know. I'm gonna do some magic. All right. For you radio listeners, I'm in a wheelchair that's why everything is so hard right now. Um, my name is Jade, Jade, that is Jade, that stands for Just Another Disabled Entertainer. (laughs) That is what we're good at, yes. It's, it gives you an excuse to stare without feeling weird. (laughs) It's a good thing, we're providing a service. Um, anyway, probably your first thought was like, what's my disability, right? That was your first thought, right? Right? No? Wow, you have a chance to know, and now you don't want to know. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> fuck you. I've been getting that question my whole fucking life. You really want to know what my disability is? You really want to fucking know? I will fucking tell you what my goddamn cock sucking disability is. I have Tourette Syndrome.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
9: Thank you. That was hard. It was hard to get out. Uh, no, I mean, the sad part is you're laughing, because I, I really do have Tourette's Syndrome, in <laughs> mild form. Uh, I actually didn't know I had Tourette's Syndrome. My mother told me about a month ago. <laughs> and I asked her, Mother, why did you wait so long to tell me? I had Tourette syndrome. And she goes, well, I just didn't want to bum you out.
2: You know?
9: <laughs> Got this whole wheelchair thing on your plate. <laughs> didn't want to bum you out. <laughs> wow, mother, thank you. But I really much rather would have known, not known about the muscle wasting disease that is ravaging my body than about the Tourette syndrome. I could have lived with the Tourette syndrome. Um, <laughs> No, but I, I love my mother. I really do. She's a wonderful woman, uh, but I used to hate her because that was a cool thing to do, to hate your mom. I was trying to fit in, you know, to her like shit. I, I felt that I treated her like shit, man. She was always trying to cheer me up. She'd be like, what's wrong? You dropped your smile. You <laughs> dropped your smile. I'd be like, what? You want me to pick it up? Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> you don't even know me. My dad's all in the corner. He's like, oh, walk it off. <laughs> Just like, I did drugs instead. That's what I did. Uh, I guess I have 30 seconds. Uh, well, we'll you a oh, I have a minute. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, I really like these joke workshops. They give me a lot of advice. Uh, But the best advice I've ever got was to break a leg, you know? People (laughs) would tell me, you know, hey, go up there, break a leg, you know, you got this. Break a leg. So I did that. I broke my legs. And I I just kept doing that over and over again, you know? And uh, it worked out, because now I have a gimmick, so it's great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey. Oh Clap
2: wildly for Jade. Yeah. Woo. Your next comedian has been running the ones and twos all night. She is going to start her own show super, super soon on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. called Diversity Training. Put your hands together. The very funny Trina. What you don't understand. You don't
17: understand. I've been, um... I'm processing something that happened over the Christmas break. I, um, I mean, it happened kind of the same way all impulse control issues start, which is I was watching TV and, um, my parents have cable and I just, I wasn't ready for that media frenzy. You know what I'm saying? Like I forgot, I forgot that the commercials just come at you over and over and over again, like over and over so there's this infomercial for this Roto Clipper and they had this um this drawing reenactment, right? There was this chip on this nail and then the Roto Clipper just like got it all like real even and all these cuz you guys don't understand. So for chicks like our nails are like our DNA, this is how we tell the world what our status is. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like our nails are like a pinky ring to an aristocrat, you know, like like bling to a rapper. And I was like, if I have that rotoclipper, I could show those bitches. I could show all them bitches if I just had that clipper. <laughs> But I'm not like, I'm not an idiot, you know? I'm not just going to like throw $20 at a number flashing on the screen, you know? I know. The drawing reenactment means that shit doesn't work. (laughs) Right? No, fuck no. I'm going to go Bed Bath & Beyond and check that shit out at the As Seen on TV section before I spend 20 fucking dollars. So... I was at the Bed Bath & Beyond. And I couldn't find the ad scene on TV section. I was walking around the store and walking around the store because they put that shit in the middle of the aisle because there's a lot of idiots out there like me who pretend like they don't want to look at the magic bullet, but we want to look at the magic fucking bullet in real life, that's what we want. But I couldn't find it. And there was Star Wars shit everywhere. but R2G2 was fucking chasing me around the fucking store. So I ended up somehow in the bath section. And there was a rooter Roto Clipper. It was a miracle. I grabbed that rotor clipper. I was the fuck out the store. So my nails be pimping. My nails be pimping. What? My nails be pimping. I showed you bitches. What? I showed you. I showed all y'all bitches. I also called y'all bitches. Y'all be bitches. I be an insult comic. You're a bitch. You're, well, I don't really know you, but I feel like you're up to speed. <laughs> anyway, that's my, that's my new stuff. That's great. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Trina Roderick, loving her new stuff. Bitches, does it work? My question is... It really does. It really works.
17: It's not all that well. Look at that. What well, makes them all shiny. Well, that's the polish.
2: That's the polish. All right. That was, that's exciting stuff. She's Her fingers are even. I bite mine like a crazy bitch. Uh, your next comedian uh, is... He has a wonderful website that I'm not allowed to say until he hears the horn when he strikes his ad. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ed Ants.
1: Thank you all. Oh. And now it's
6: five.
1: My name is Ed. I'm a bit of a bum. I spend most of my days playing video games, smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on, And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. (laughs) Where I live, I'm in the thick of it. Drug dealers just outside my front gate. Heroin addicts drop their needles all over the next block. And just when you think you can keep your chin up, you minefield of human shit just everywhere else I know I'm smart enough to get a job in tech I'm just not dumb enough to think that I would like that I think the phrase we need to talk has never been used to start a conversation that both people wanted to have In a very real sense, the phrase never really starts anything except the end of a relationship. I'm gonna stop wishing people a happy birthday on Facebook. It's not that I don't like people. It's that I'm comfortable not having friends who unfriend me because I forgot to wish them a happy birthday on social media. I'm attracted to a really cute Jewish girl, and I don't know how to talk to her. I know she's intelligent, but she makes bad decisions. She's thinking of getting back with her ex, but that guy's not a mensch. He's the kind of guy that'll give a girl the clap without making a sound. A former friend of mine explained to me the golden rule. Whoever has the gold, makes the rules. But he forgot to tell me about the platinum rule. If you cite the golden rule to your friends, then you're an asshole, and you don't deserve any. That was the horn, and that means only one thing. It's time for an ad. (laughs) Yeah. A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, desperate for attention. But I found a way to ignore the voices in my head that I wish nobody else could hear by making a website to bring love to the world at JustMeAndChicks.com Say it with me JustMeAndChicks.com Go there Download the podcast that I did with Nicole Love and buy a hoodie
2: Yes <laughs> Well, since David Klein abandoned us, uh, we actually have time for one more comedian. It's very, very exciting, and I'm glad that he came. Please laugh hysterically and clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy, yay!
14: Okay, hello guys. Um, the um, I just wanted to uh, say, what was I gonna talk about? Um, I, I I've I haven't been doing the stand-up comedy thing too long, but I've been enjoying doing it, and I think I was kind of drawn to it because I kind of I just I've always liked making jokes, even when it's detrimental to like just my social standing in general, or if it just because I know deep down I'm a good person, at least I, I, I continue to tell myself that, but so I'll make jokes that make me sound like a bad person, but it's funny if you know I'm not that person. Like uh, I was on I'm on OK Cupid, and there's a uh, the section in your profile you have that says, uh, message me if, and you'd be like, message me if you want to talk about being a vegetarian or something, or message me if, whatever. And this one girl uh, put in her thing, she said, message me if you have a definition for consent. And I, um, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna be kind of funny and witty, she'll dig that, right? That's what, that's what chicks like. <laughs> and so, so I said, I, would, I do have a definition of consent, but I wouldn't want to force it on you. Uh. I messaged her that, and uh, she didn't appreciate that. She didn't, she didn't respond. No yeah, 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 no response. But, and there was, there's another one that I was, I almost did uh, today that I think I just, I knew it was, it was too mean um, about, you could, you could tell me this is funny, where I was, for my work, I have every week we put out a monthly, or a, 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 on Mondays, a, once a week, there's an email, right? And to make sure people read the email, there's like an instruction of something you have to do, whether it's like tell a story about Thanksgiving or, you know, do, just say the word was up at the end of your message, just to make sure everyone like carefully read the email. And so today the the, uh, the instruction was uh, tell a joke, right? And most people were doing like knock-knock jokes and stuff. And I was really tempted just to write um, women's rights. <laughs> um, and because, because I'm a feminist and I, you know, I'm all like, I don't, that's... that's- <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but then I, I figured I would I would probably get fired um, if I did that so I did not um, but I will tell you I have a I have a good friend who um, I, I found like I'm, I like telling jokes and making jokes to the point that I'm willing to make myself look like a total idiot or just like a creep in order to like just propel some joke so I have a my, my best friend he has Christmas with his family, right? And so when, when they all gather together and it's his like 90-year-old grandfather and his mom and his dad, all people I know, his brothers and sisters, it's, it's a very large family and they all open their presents together on Christmas morning, it's nice, it's a tradition. So I thought, um, this was about three, four years back, I thought, you know what I'm gonna do for Christmas? I bought him um, a bunch of men's workout magazines and a bunch of lubricant. And then put it in a box and gave it to him to open with his 90-year-old grandfather because I'm not a very nice friend. But I didn't really But I didn't really think it out too much because I didn't buy those articles separately. I went to CVS pharmacy and bought them together. And I don't think like my checkout clerk was quite ready for because he was just, you know, like Doritos, basic, you know, aloe vera oil. And then like he got to my stuff that was just a stack about this large of men's muscle workout magazines, and then about four bottles of lube, <laughs> and he just kind of <laughs> like looked at it, and then he actually did like a double take, and then he just kind of sighed, just like, <sighs> I think my, I'm, I'm hoping, kind of deep down, I hope my purchase like made him kind of regret every decision he's ever made in life to work at a CVS pharmacy checkout, um, and then for my, 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 uh, and then the year after that for Christmas, you can give me the horn, it's okay. <laughs> The year after that, for Christmas, I got my friend uh, to open with his family a uh, Pink Floyd mug because you know you got to shake them up, you got to keep them on his toes. You know, I gave him a real present just so he wouldn't know what to expect. But then last year, I went ahead and I got him. I, I went down to the Castro because I, I thought the first one was kind of creative, kind of interesting. But it was it was time for the sequel, and with most sequels, you kind of lose all subtlety or originality, and it's just bigger and worse. And so I found a um, a massive penis water bottle that's it was big and veiny and black and i didn't the the black thing it happened to be black it was just the largest size they came in it made me feel a little bit racist but that was the one i had to get but um but um so yeah i gave that to him um and i'll i'll just end it there because i think it's time for us to get out of here but thanks for listening to me yay
2: ian levy yay I was so into your story that I forgot to honk you. Yeah. So you've got like a full four minutes anyways. But everybody clap for Ian. Yay! Yay. And uh, keep clapping for Trina. This was the Joke Workshop. She was running the ones and twos. It was a really great show tonight. Thank you everyone for being here. See you next week.
0: hate you. Who? Me?
1: Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor.
0: Oh, is, is the radio talking to me?
1: No. I'm on an internet podcast.
0: Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast?
1: Don't be silly. It's a one way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com. With 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing.
0: What if I can't be at every show?
1: Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart
2: Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com
19: <laughs> it's a cash con, honey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs
1: think I'm funny, Daryl.
0: Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants?
1: Oh, shit.
2: find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell Wednesday 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm Freeform Radio for Free Minds
19: People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with lots. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more...